Today, we are talking about deep friendships and we're talking about loneliness. I hope you're sitting comfortably because it's about to get uncomfortable. <laughs> This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. We hope you're sitting comfortably because this is about to get uncomfortable. Welcome back from Sharm El Sheikh, Josh Connolly. How was it? Thank you, mate. It was uh, so needed, mate. Honestly, it was, yeah, it was amazing. The kids loved it. Um, it was amazing. I, I broke the sugar ban. Did you? So I ate sugar, yeah. Oh, how was it? Uh, yeah, awful, mate. I've just- so Oh, terrible. Oh yeah, but then you did say you were like hitting oh, the back of Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like, awful, what, just the beginning and then? No, it's awful the whole time, man. Mentally. I, I felt, yeah, I felt like a drug addict that was like, yeah, it wasn't nice. But, um, so I'm back off it now. Did you come back off it like literally when you uh, like today? Yeah. So uh, when we left the hotel, I had one last bit of cheesecake. Is that cheesecake is that your poison fine. of choice? What? Cheesecake. No, that was just cheesecake at that one place was it, mate. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I got there, mate, and I went rogue and just switched my phone off. I put it in the safe. That's not rogue, is it? Off, mate. That's... I didn't tell no one. I had a few messages when I got back. People saying, are you okay? What, didn't anyone, everyone knew you were on holiday? Not everyone, mate, only like my close, only my, my, my home dogs. So who else? <laughs> home dogs. Uh, Ali, so Ali, my man Ali, who's doing all my fitness stuff for me. I just, just went rogue on him. On him yeah, 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 yeah. I felt a bit bad actually, because obviously he sets up all like a workout plan and that for me and does a check-in. So he checked in with me and just got one tick on WhatsApp, I think. Then he messaged me saying, are you okay? And did you reply? Or did you leave him hanging? No, I didn't see it till I got home. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. I literally did Have you let him know you're safe now? Yeah, I messaged him this morning. Yeah, he's cool, man. He's yeah, cool. He's a good cool. lad, yeah. So no, but mate, it was, um, I, I needed it, man. I needed it badly. Pause. Because I want to do the check-in. I want to do the official entry into the check-in. Okay, mate, yeah. The emotional check-in. Yeah. I feel like we should get some sound effects for the little sections that we have. Yeah. What sound effect would you Are you, you going to fucking add them in, are you? Are you going to? No. Or you want a little pad here? I have. You do it long. I would love a little pad here. That would be brilliant. Like they do on the radio, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would yeah. be good. What was Fire. That? What was that? Um, Fire. <laughs> what was that? Um, was it a Vuvuzela? Do you remember during that World Cup? Oh, it just ruined the World Cup, yeah. It did, didn't it? We should add sound effects. I can do them, yeah. All right. Perfect. Yes. Did you used to listen Street to a fire, fire in the booth? Yeah. Name the best fire in the booth. Don't think about it too long. Just tell me the best one. I can tell you it straight away. Uh, Kano's in there. Mm, Wretch 32, mate. Uh, I, I, I didn't really know Wretch 32 no, too much. Have you heard the fire in the booth? Yeah. Have you heard it? No. Let me send you it after, mate. Okay. It's got like 10 million hits on YouTube and 9 million of them are me. Okay. You have to listen to it. Listeners, you have to listen to it. Shit, I'm gonna listen. Should to we put it name. as a link on our when we publish? Yes, the mate. Please go and listen to it. What if what the if, lyrics what if the on it, mate? Don't the, like, like the lyric lyrically, in any capacity ever, anywhere, in any other track, it's never been matched. 
well, you've built it up now. Trust me, mate. Message me later and say, thank you, Josh, for introducing me to the best fire. Honestly, mate, I know it word for word as well. Go but I'm not going to spoil it. Spit a few bars, a no, couple no, of bars. No, no, no. Come on. No, no. One. I need to, it's too, um, you know the XX, dun, dun, you know that tune? No. The XX, you know the XX intro. I said no. Oh. Go on, give us the intro. No, I can't, mate, because I can't think of it in my head now. <laughs> okay. I've said I know every lyric. Oh, yeah. But trust me, yeah. Every time you say trust me, I keep thinking, trust me, daddy. Of that <laughs> Skepta track, <laughs> which is Drake, isn't it? Okay. So, how you doing? Here's the check-in, right? Because I knew you're coming back straight off of holiday. Yeah. So, a very specific question, which is, what have you reflected on most in the last seven days? I want you to go first. Honestly? No, I want you to fucking lie. Okay, I'm going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, honestly. No, honestly. I feel a bit emotional about this, but I feel like... I feel like a bit like I did coming out from that um, first lockdown, where I feel like, oh, I missed a window to be present and be really connected because I was working so much. Yeah. And I feel like... I like, I've magnified this in my head, right? But I feel like my kids are growing up really quickly and I'm working too much. Yeah. So in the last, it's really hit me in the last week where I've just thought, wow, they're like, my eldest is going to be 14 next week. The other two just like, like, when did you stop being babies? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And of course it's not quite as extreme as that. And I am at home a lot and, and, but I just feel like, um, I haven't got the balance right. And I talk about, I do the check-in here a lot and I, I probably keep it quite performative sometimes. Not, not intentionally, it's just, I'm just, I'm not going deep on it, but I just, I really just felt about, like I felt like if I'm not careful, I'll just throw everything into working. And working is, by the way, it's building something, right? So and yeah. that, that takes something. I'm not just doing a job. Um, but if I'm not careful, like the, these years will just disappear. Yeah. And so I've really been thinking about that. That's like what I've been reflecting on. Yeah. And I haven't got no, like answers other than I need to do more, but it's, I, I can't just like not work. I've just got to find a better balance. I think what's been driving that is, um, just been waking up very, very early, which is really weird. Like very early, like half four or whatever, something like that. Um, sometimes even quarter to four or something like that. It's just really weird. And then once I wake up, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and there's like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. As soon as I wake up, like my, my mind's just racing. And that's just made me think, oh, some, something's not quite right in my, in my sort of ecosystem, mm -hmm. which then made me think, okay, things are a little bit out of balance. So it's just about grounding. And the reason I'm talking about it is because, you know, I spend a lot of time coaching other people on it. And I think, I'm not good at admitting to myself when I need to just have a yeah. bit of a reset, take stock moment. Do you think there is a, do, I know you said there's no solution, right? And it ain't about necessarily looking for a solution, but do you think there is something you can do? Oh no, I know there's things I can do. What, what, I'm, what I, you know what I tend to do is I, I don't really <clears throat> sit with the problem. I go straight to solution. And so I'm just trying to sort of sit with, yeah. with the feeling at the moment. But yeah, the solutions are, I mean, I wrote about it on, on LinkedIn, so just go back to basics. 
Yeah. Right? Like you've always, what stu stuck with me is when, you know, in a football match, when you're yeah. losing three nil, don't, you don't create creatively win. You just go back to basics and that's how you ground yourself. And then you sort of build from there. So that's what it is. It's like making sure that I'm not carrying too much around in my head that, you know, there's structure and routine that I'm turning the laptop off, uh, laptop off and not just sitting there. You know, what I've been doing is sort of sitting there and thinking, oh, I'll do hybrid world where I'm, I've had a bit of dinner and I'm sitting around, we're all together, but I'm not, you know. You may as well not be there, innit? Exactly. You, you said, may as well not you be said there. before, right? Your, your kids want 100% of you for 10 minutes rather than 10% of you for 100 minutes. Yeah, and do you know what I think really works for people like us? You, ain't, you, you probably ain't never gonna change. Yeah. In the way that you work, yeah? Yeah. I ain't never gonna change, yeah? Because yeah? one of the ways I survive is throwing myself into my work. So for me, I think it's about rather than thinking, oh, I'll grab a couple of minutes here and a couple of minutes there, make sure I put the laptop away at eight o'clock or whatever. If you're working on a project, you won't. Yeah. You won't, because it ain't yeah. you. Yeah. So you go, Sunday, ain't just gonna be no working day. Sunday, I'm gonna, on Monday, I'm gonna say to the kids, this Sunday, we're gonna fucking do this. And you make Sunday so epic yeah. that you're talking about Sunday in those little moments, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and then you're on to the next one. The next week, yeah, that's the like uh, for me. That's the best way. Like we did Egypt now for the week, banging. Like that was we smashed it. Like we've got another thing coming up uh, a few days away in December. It doesn't have to be a few days away, but like I know, that's it. I'm a write off again now. Today, tomorrow, I'm fucking in it. I'll be yeah. working Saturday. <clears throat> no work at all. My daughter plays football Saturday morning, Swindon are at home, so we're all going to watch that. She wants to stay behind and see some of the players. And all. So there's boxing on Saturday night. We'll do the thing with the kids for that. Saturday's born. We'll make Saturday so amazing. I probably won't work Sunday either, but if I did work Sunday, it wouldn't matter because Saturday was so good. Yeah. I think that's the other thing is, is something I read in a book. I've talked about the book on here before, which is Indistractable by Nir El. Like, you can't just hope you'll get to stuff. You should just... You should put it in like yeah, diary, diary. Like so, what you're saying is Saturday, do this. Monday evening, do that. Like with Robin or you know whatever. So, yeah, that's it. So, so I should have lied, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because now you've got to be accountable yeah. in some way. Um, tell me about you then. So, what have you reflected on? So, I know you had a good time. I know you was family, but what did you when you had those moments to yourself? Well, there's two things. Let me do this kind of jokey one first. Yeah. Because uh, it did come into my head when you sent this through this morning or you sent it through yesterday, but I looked this morning. Um, I love people watching. Oh, yeah. But you know, we call it people watching, but really judging. it's sitting and judging who, the fuck out of someone's whole life. Come on, who did you Mate, judge? I'll judge everyone. Who, I, who I, sticks I, out in your head? Mate, <laughs> i got to be careful. So I'm fucking like, obviously because of my work, I judge the hell out of parents. I'm like, Leah, I like it. That woman over there has not looked at her daughter who she's with, not once for the last hour. Like I won't mention the and fact I've that- And I've been watching her I, for I won't an hour. mention the fact that I've been watching for an hour and not looked at my kids because I've been fucking watching. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I, I proper do that. Then I, I, I can see someone for about 30 seconds and then like I will tell you a rundown of what I think about their whole life. Yeah. So I did a lot of that Yeah. when I was away. That's fun. So no, like no devices at all, yeah? So I was I did a lot in my head. I think like on a, on a more serious note, like the first thing to say is that 
I think I was about as close as I can remember being to an emotional burnout. You fucking don't want to call it emotional burnout. An emotional Why don't you want to call crash. Because fucking everything's burnout now, isn't it? That's the new word. Um, I wasn't burnt out. To an emotional crash, as I'd been for a long time. I'm working on that project and I'd sent it away and I fucking knew it wasn't good enough. And it brought up a lot. Like it just, you know, if you shake a bottle where all the mud's yeah. sat at the bottom. Yeah. It wasn't just the project that I'd sent off. It just shook up a load of stuff of not being good enough and... Self-worth. and Yeah. And like a few other things going on in my life that, you know, just all accumulated in uh, not feeling that great. Now, because I shut off and escaped into the holiday, it took me a couple of days to like untangle, you know, untwist internally. Mm. I think mm. that's true for most people when you go mm. away. And then I was I was great, you know, I was just in the holiday, just in the moment with the kids. My kids really anchor me. Um, but then when I was near to coming home, I was like dreading coming home a bit. And like, there was a bit, I was a bit like stuck in my head. It's like thinking, I've got to go back to that. F this is what my head's saying. I've got to go back to that fucking country. Hmm. The fucking, I hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> Which I knew is not, that I don't, that's not what I believe and what I think. Like when I'm, so anyway, I got on the plane and our flight was like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, for the first hour, for the first time in a long time, I did a proper, because everyone's sleep, yeah? I did a proper meditation, yeah? like a proper breathing meditation. I used to do these all, like a lot. I did a proper one, mate. And what came out of it is like, and like a bit like yourself, it makes me feel a bit emotional what came out of it because I can't afford to go there, mate, where I went before I went on holiday. I can't afford to stay there too long because um, I gotta be different. I cannot afford, I cannot afford to be the same. And in this meditation, it just kept, so when I meditate, right, let me tell you what, what it goes like. When I get into this proper place, I start, like, I start seeing in my mind that comes to me like different parts of my life. I see like the young, like the little version of me. And then I go and visit like, like versions of different ages of me at different stages of my life. And then I see potential different outcomes of where I could be in the future. It's crazy what, what happens. Um, but I can't, like some people, you know, people talk about bumbling on in life. Hmm. A lot of people, do. I can't afford to do that because I'll die. People like me that bumble along in life don't make it. I can't afford to, I can't afford to do that. I think that's what my dad did. He's dead. I think that's what my friend James did. Like, I'm a proper uh, alcoholic addict, yeah. I, like I am the fucking, I don't, it sounds sort of almost egotistical, but I'm the real deal, yeah. And most people like me don't make it. And most people, I don't know anyone I got sober with that's not dead or drunk. My good mate Wayne was as sober as I am today for two or three years. He's dead because of alcohol. And I can't afford to go too far down that path, mate, because that's where I go. Like, it ain't just like life will get shit. I, I, that's where I go. And it's not that I was close or anything like that. It's not like that. I wasn't remotely like that. 
But this in my head, it was just like, you need to, you have to be different. You have to be, uh, I want to say the word special, but I don't mean like, uh, I don't mean like special as in like I'm special. I mean like, I have to be unique. I have to be unique. If you go, I am my dad's bloodline and they're dead, all of them, all fucking drunk. So I've got to be unique. And the only way I can do that is when, when, when I'm twisted up like that and I know I'm down that path, I have to pull it back and, and I will. And that's what, that's what I do. And I do that in a, in a number of different ways. Yeah. I do that by locking back into the, to the basic things that I know that work and doing them right. But I also do it by my work and what I give to the world. Part of what keeps me sober is what I give back to the world. That's part of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, man, I mean, I, I think I've went pretty deep there. No, I'm glad you did. So what, what would have happened if you hadn't have gone on holiday? Uh, so what, if, if my schedule would have just carried on, like it's going to pick up as now. Yeah. Like if there was no break, I would have had to book a week off. Yeah. I'd have had to cancel. A week. So, so, so what is it that got you to that place where you started to think I'm as close to a crash as I have been for a long, long time. The uh, volume or the pressure or just everything together. Um, no, it's not the volume and the pressure. It's the, the, the project that I'm working on is not, it's something that I'm not comfortable doing. It doesn't come naturally to me. I don't like doing things that I don't think that I can be amazing at straight away. You play fantasy football. <laughs> I beat you again this week. Just. Um, yeah. So, so like, when, when, like, it goes back to what I've said. Like, I still judge my, like, you know, my value should be innate. My value should be because I just exist, but it, I, I don't, I still work really, really hard to be lovable. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting? And we'll get, we're gonna get into our dynamic a bit later of, on the main topic. But I felt you, I felt you towards the end before like your holiday, I could, I could feel like your anxiety. I could feel you were in a different space. And what's really interesting is it felt to me a bit like when we first met each other or that period, that sort of early period where actually it was all very like, I don't know, I don't know what it's like. I'm doing this for the first time. All the voices start kind yeah. of talking to you. And, uh, and that's different to how you kind of been showing up, right? So it's like the first time we go, oh, I'm not, I'm not here, I'm there in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just conjures, I mean, it happens to all of us, right? Like, you know, yeah. but, but I think for you it's, I think for, I think for me in the it's way different. that I am, yeah, th those voices in my head, like they are fucking dark, mate. Yeah. The voices in my head are dark. The things that they say, those parts of me, the dark parts, they're dark, mate. They're dark. I mean, I wouldn't even, I probably wouldn't even repeat them on the podcast, some of the things that my head says. And you know, like it almost sounds, makes you sound crazy for want of a better word, yeah? But because they're loud, mate. Yeah. And like you have to be like they become obsessive. 
And so that's part of what addiction is, is when the, when the, when the voices become loud and they become so obsessive and you know there's one thing that will stop them. Yeah. Yeah? And back in the day, it was drink. Yeah. Yeah? Um, but it's like I say to a lot of people, when you beat addiction in a way that I have up until this point, which is that I uh, teach my mind and my body and my spirit uh, that alcohol doesn't fix it, then, then sometimes those obsessive voices don't believe there's a fix. So then there's only, the, the, the next option is fucking not great. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, do you know what? I find it very difficult to relate to that because I don't have those excessively yeah. dark voices. I have, yeah. I have inner critic, I have imposter syndrome and, but like, yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't relate to that, but no. I can, I can, you know, I can be compassionate. Yeah. And I don't think most people can. Yeah. That's why like people that don't it, it, like have the level of wounding or the trauma or the, like, I don't want to call it just addiction because actually addiction is the, the symptom. Addiction is the reaction. The use of alcohol is the reaction to those obsessive Voices and, 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 and this is why I think your community and the people that follow you really relate to you because mm. it's, it's it like it's obvious that you're not just an academic like who's who studied it like you've done the work on that side but it's like the lived experience is is matters a lot to people like and I, I, I'm I, I, I'm just I'd be real yeah I think a lot of people get into the space that I'm in and then stop being real because they think I've got to be this elevated yeah. like figure. Mate, that was a great share. Thank you. And well, no, it wasn't like <laughs> back to the same Josh then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's get back in yeah. there. Back into um, me. Yeah. But I think the reason I, I chose to be really vulnerable and open and uh and I'm glad you have is is because I think it's I think a lot of life just want like it pushes you to just surf over the top of shit, you know? Yeah. And so you you pretend like everything's okay, but you, deep down you're struggling mm. or, or it's difficult, or even actually it's not, maybe not that bad. You just need an avenue, a platform, like somewhere to just express it because otherwise it can just gather steam inside you. Yeah, that's yeah. why, so if we do it here, then it, anyone that's listening might go, all right, well, let me go and do that with a friend or let me go and do that with a loved one. And th that's why that's why it's really important. And those, you know, them, them, uh, you know, you talk about the, I talk about the voices and all that, or, you know, the, the voice in your head or whatever. They, they, they have no power in the moments when you when you make them seem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they might, they will get their power back. They always do, yeah. right? That's, and I think that, that that's how I live my life. By the way, it's like when it's good, it's brilliant and it's amazing, and when it's dark, it's really, it's fucking really dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of like my life, but sharing in this way and doing the check-ins and not just this space, but other spaces that we create together and in other aspects of your life, shame can't survive when it's exposed. Man. Yeah. It can't. Yeah. Not in that moment, you know? Definitely. All right, moving on to a segment I, I like to call impossible decisions. Have you got your phone? Oh fuck, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah, I've got it, yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a section called impossible decisions. Yeah. AKA, would you rather? Yeah. And so we've got a massive list of questions which we're gonna dive in and out of over, you know, a few episodes. 
Um, now we have seen the questions, but we haven't. There's hundreds, the though, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Literally hundreds. So we've each got about three or four. Should, what should we do? Round robin or. Yeah. Yeah, one each, yeah. One you each, do yeah. one, then I do one. Okay. I'm just going to literally like spin it and then put my finger on whatever it lands on. I'm going to just double check it. I'm not asking this one. I'm just I'm just going to pull it out because I reckon we've both done this at some point in our lives. But the question is, would you rather drink all the half empty drinks or smoke all the cigarette butts the day after a cr big crazy party? <laughs> <laughs> I used to do both, mate. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's only a party if you do both together. <laughs> um, all right. Here's, here's a nice, easy one to start with. Would you rather have a dog that looks like a baby or a baby that looks like a dog? <laughs> a dog that looks like a baby or a baby that looks like a dog? I mean, all babies are pretty ugly, aren't they? Mine didn't look like a dog. <laughs> what do you yeah, say? They look like they're, babies are awful looking when they're first I, born. I, in I don't think so. Oh, when they're literally first yeah. born. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather have a baby that looks like a dog. Would you? Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to have a dog that looks like a baby. Confusing. Either would be confusing, <laughs> Josh, to be honest. Uh, all right. Okay, fine. Right. Here we go. Nice serious one. Well, no, I'm just going to go with what it's landed on. Would you rather live by the beach but not be allowed, but not be allowed in the water or live by a mountain but not be allowed to do winter sports? <laughs> That's shit. Yeah, it's shit. Let me get another one. Hang on. <laughs> Would you rather wear the same white t-shirt and jeans for every occasion or always dress in full glamour attire? Same white t-shirt and jeans, as in not washed? Or just that's your outfit for the rest of your life? Uh, it's the outfit for the rest of your life. White t-shirt and jeans? Nah, mate. You, glam you glammed up, is it? Glammed up all the what? time, yeah. For everything? Yeah. Head down McDonald's, glammed up. I'm fucking, is this glammed up now? Am I glammed up? No, that's white. white. That's more like white t-shirt and jeans, bro. No, but no, no, it's not. <laughs> it I fucking be. look cool, mate. <laughs> okay, so. I dress up every day, mate. This glammed is glam to is, me. No, 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 I got, I got. Mate, mate. Ice on my. No, 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 no. Glammed up is not just wearing a nice pair of shorts. Glammed up is they like. They are nice, aren't they? They're good shorts. Sequins, like tuxedo. That's glammed up. All right. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that ever, anywhere. Okay. All right. Pick a good one, mate, because I've just picked two shit ones there. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have to announce every time you're going to fart or fart extremely loudly every time? What's it with you and farts, mate? I don't know. Just, yeah. <laughs> so what's the, what's the options? Announce every time I'm going to fart. Would you rather have to announce every time you're going to fart, like, everyone? I'm gonna I fart. do at home anyway. <laughs> do you? No. What? No. No. Do you fart in front of your kids? Yes. Loudly? Yeah. Yeah. Do not announce it first then. What? What it, do you say? Well, like, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> what's more rude though? I don't care what's rude. I've just- No, but like, what's, what's worse? Not announcing it. Do you lift your leg and all that as well? Like to- Depends on the mood I'm in, <laughs> if I'm really honest. I think every dad farts in front of their kids loudly. I think they probably do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'd rather fart that. loudly, mate. Okay. All right, here we go. No, that one's shit. Um, oh, this is quite a good one. Would you rather listen to one song for the rest of your life or never be allowed to listen to the same song twice? Uh, that's easy. Is it? Yeah. It's the second one, yeah? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. You'd get sick of that one song. What, Arbitrary. Flying Without Wings? Oh, that's one I would not get sick of. Yeah. What is that? What? You don't know? No, I know, I know. I just, I just wanted to offend you. I was listening to that before we went on her. I fucking love it. You really song. want to sing it now? I can no, see I it in your face. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I can really see it. Such okay. a good song, mate. Would you rather only be able to laugh at inappropriate times and have to, or have to sing when someone claps? Oh, I'd like both of them. I'll do both of them. I'll do both of them willingly. So in you want to you, you you laugh at fact, inappropriate times? Yeah. Like when a, vic, when a vicar tripped yeah. up and... Uh, <laughs> my brother texts me. My yeah. brother texts me yeah. was getting his actual son, the one that the vicar was holding, <laughs> to listen to it. And he said that he was proper laughing at it. Oh, yeah. brilliant. How about that? Yeah. Nice one. Shout out Josh's brother. Yeah, shout out Alfie. Alfie. She's his boy, yeah. Um, yeah, go on. So what, oh, what so did I get? Only, oh, yeah, only laugh at inappropriate times. No, I like doing that anyway. Or sing when someone claps. Is that what you do? I sing when someone claps, yeah. And then you know how much it means. You found that special thing. That's such a good song, mate. It really is. I feel I think I'm going red. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Okay, would you rather be homeless or in prison? Oh, uh, uh, it's just easy for me. I think I'd be homeless. Honest? I don't think I'd survive in prison, mate. Look how pretty I am. <laughs> Uh, no, I'd rather be in prison, mate. Uh, prison's sort of a bit appealing to me. That's not even a joke. Well, hang on. Can I have prison with conditions? What What sort of conditions? Like, I thought he was going to say prison like everyone... conditioner. <laughs> yeah, I need conditioner for my, <laughs> my thinning crown. Um, uh, um, yeah, just like, soap would do for I your just, head, I just by want a bit... <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, I... I would uh, like to be in a low security prison and no one like bothers me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get beat up in that. I don't want to be in like what's what's like one of the worst prisons? Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah. No thanks. I'd rather be homeless if I got sent somewhere. Have you ever seen the film Scum? Yeah. I'm the daddy around here now. I, I, you added too many words there. I'm the daddy around here. No, just no. I'm not, the daddy. I'm the daddy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the daddy now. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm the daddy. Last one. Oh, you need more? I've put my phone away, so this is the last one. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon? Uh, I think uh, watermelon. Yours is quite like a it's watermelon. It's a bit like that anyway, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, watermelon, definitely. I think so. A tennis ball. It's too small. Yeah. You wouldn't even get your mouth on there. On what? Oh no! You <laughs> <laughs> I mean your mouth. I mean on your mouth of your face. You mean you wouldn't fit your mouth on a tennis ball? Yeah, exactly. I thought you meant putting your mouth <laughs> over the tennis ball. It's a weird. Just conjured up a weird picture. I can't imagine my man bun on a on a tennis ball. But you could on a watermelon. Yeah. Mm. Do you like a watermelon? I love a watermelon. Yeah. I had a lot of fruit on holiday actually. Like particularly melon. Honeydew or melon, pineapple. Yeah. And um, you can overdo it on pineapple, can't you? You can get a bit like acidic and a bit. Well, it's just in your teeth, isn't it? You're just pulling them little wiry bits out your teeth. Oh, I, this wasn't planned, but how do you eat corn on the cob? Do you well, like, ha, like, 
I I don't mind taking it. I don't mind taking a teaspoon to a tin of sweet corn. Yeah, but that's not my question. Oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> all right, I'll put it in tuna and mayo. What's the Wait, <laughs> I love tuna, sweet corn, mayo. Right. Uh, no, I don't eat it on a cob, mate. Well, I would if you put it on the plate. I f I don't make my dinner, do I? <laughs> You'd eat a cob if it was put on a plate. Yeah, but then it gets in your teeth, isn't it? Is yeah, that why you said it? This is that's, no, because I have a very specific way of eating it. What the cob? I, the cob? I eat it along the lines. No, you don't. Yeah, what, I do. One piece, like that. <laughs> Just well, I go in, I go down in rows. Depends how big your cob is. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, can I just give a shout out to Trip CBD infused drink? Why? By the way, are they are they sponsoring you? No, I tagged them in a couple of posts and they weren't having they it. Weren't having it. <laughs> Might now. So, uh, so I'm moving into the main section of the day. Yeah. Which is friendship and loneliness. Yeah. So. The thing I thought about, like, I've had a few people ask me, why are you called 115 miles uh, lately? So I just thought we've had a lot of listeners since we... New started, listeners. Right? Welcome. New we listeners. love you. We You're welcome you. here. Give us, <laughs> give us a nice review, please. Um, so I thought it'd be good to talk about why we're called 115 miles. Yeah. So why are we called 115 miles? I think you explain it better than me. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I want you to do it. So, okay. Um... We called it mainly, it's less about the distance, right? But more to do with how we grew up in completely different environments and how we've come together. Brent, nice bit David of Brent, Brent there. Style, uh, how we've come together um, and as, as our closer friends as we are. Yeah. So I grew up in Tottenham. You grew up in... Swindon. Swindon. Shithole. Uh, don't ever go there. You don't, want any, you don't want people to come to Swindon, do no, you? No, I yeah. wouldn't go there myself. Yeah. But... Um, we worked out the distance from my postcode to your postcode. Yeah. And it was ex exactly 115 miles. Was it exactly? Yeah, it was 115 miles. Bang on the money. Yeah, I did it on, I did it. I worked it out as the crow flies. I gave you my old postcode. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever wow. you grew up and I did yeah. mine and that was it, 115 miles. And the point was, like, we grew up very differently, as you said, right? Yeah. Um, but like where we find ourselves today, we obviously disagree on a lot, but we agree on quite a lot. But also the fact that we've become friends, I think is a really interesting thing because I think we've sort of observed that if we'd have met each other at a younger point in our life, I don't know that we would have been friends. Probably. No. Pro probably unlikely. Unlikely, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it started making me think about like, it's quite rare that you like form such deep sort of relationships as an adult, right? Like you mm. form a lot of, you know, friendships as a kid. And if you're lucky, you get to have like, you know, you know, friendships like ours which has kind of developed over time but it didn't start that way right no. so it started in a way where we met each other and we you know i was kind of like supporting you as you were kind of you know moving out of what you were doing into this space yeah do you think and this was around six years ago right so do you think that's mental by yeah the way. it's crazy i know i was thinking about it so do you think um that we connected well because of what was going on for us both around that time? Or do you think at some deep level, our past lives fed into that? So even the fact that obviously we had very different lives, but there's sort of stuff that we can share, which is uh, we probably both in our various ways grew, grew up on the adverse side of life, right? Yeah. So do you think, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, um 
like to go straight in deep with w w when I think when when people connect deeply, uh, I think they connect deeply because they're at the same stage in their life um, at a subconscious level. Yeah. So so it doesn't matter how we were both presenting at the time. Uh, I think I think we were both uh, spiritually in 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 a very similar place. We opened up to sort of trusting each other very quickly. Yeah, and I don't trust many people, well, man. Yeah. Fucking not I don't trust anyone really. Not many people at all. Have you changed, do you think, over six the last six years? Um only very slightly in that I've allowed myself to trust a, a number of people, yeah. Still only like four or five. My I think that should be the way it is though, by the yeah, way. Yeah, well, my observation if I'm just doing it from afar, is I, th I feel like you're a bit more open to people now than you were then, um, just because you hadn't seen as much of the world yeah. as you have now. Like yeah, as yeah. In, in, in the, you were operating in certain circles, but your circle has like massively increased, whether that's through the corporate work you're doing or, the things you're involved in, the different part, you know, you weren't doing that six years ago. No, I had a massive, massive social circle before, but I didn't have any friends. In your foot, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any friends. I've got more friends now, but still only a few, mate. Yeah. I don't really have friends. Yeah. If you look at like where I live, I don't have any friends. Yeah. Not not friends. I know a lot of people. I know a yeah. fucking lot of people, uh, but I don't really have any friends. I would say I know a lot of people. I would say I have friends. And then I have very close friends. Yeah. And that's I've got friends, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, but not where I live. Yeah. What, what, is that because you've tried to separate your from your past? I think it's because my, my work is away from where I live, yeah? So my, my, my friends have been, you know, like, if I, if I name probably my closest friends, uh, the few that jump into my mind are you, uh, Rob and... Uh, Mark and Pat, for example, uh, there's four, sorry to the people that missed out, but um, I'm not getting into that game. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like if you, it's all people that I've met through my work and my work is, is, is yeah. all over the place now. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a conscious thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Outside of work, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not interested in socializing either. Uh, I find, I find when we've got less and less time and because we're so dedicated to like family and and just that it's really hard to kind of carve out the time to like you can't just say hey we're going to be best mates now like it takes time to like yeah man or let that happen organically and i just think there's just fewer moments as you get older it's kind of sad really but like it's it's harder and harder to just be able to just just do that right and when also you, you don't like it in it yeah the early days yeah like but like it's now my, i don't want to go and stand in a house and like in a kitchen till late at night and fucking socialize with people. I can't oh, that. No way, We've had man. this conversation. You'd rather what, you sleep drink, on it. You drink, it. I do, yeah. Would you do it if you fucking had to go there sober? I have to do it sober as well. Nah, it's not, it's not my kind. It's, it's less not, fun when you're sober. It's not my f idea of fun, man. Um, all right, let me go back to like, um, at what point can you, I mean, maybe it's too difficult to pinpoint, but what, at what point do you think we went from being like associates, 
liking each other to like starting to become friends? I think it was after the first night we spent together. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it? You, fri <laughs> you, you friended me after that. <laughs> uh, okay. No, um, I don't know, mate. I think you could make an argument for it being the first time we met. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Can I pinpoint a time? No, because what? We met in person and then I didn't see you in person again for... Oh, yeah. For ages, did yeah. I? Um, so, I don't know. Do you have a time in your mind then? No, I, no, I was... Uh, I feel curious. like it was when we met, man. I feel like it was when we met. Yeah. There was no... like It just built from there. It, there was no... Yeah, shit. yeah. Like, we, we sort of... You decided that you were going to help me, take me under your wing. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. And then, I don't know, man, it blossomed... Yeah, because I, I I think though that what I was what I was what I point to is that I think the 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 layers of trust just got deeper and deeper, right? Yeah. So at what point does that happen? But it's, it's I don't think there's a specific time. But you know when you start to go, oh, I'm going to share this, whereas I wouldn't before because we were sort of professionally friends, you know, but mates, and we got on with each other. But then I think you start to you share stuff about, oh, here's what's going on in my mind, or I'm struggling a bit today, or, and we were pretty good at doing that pretty early on, but I think the more you feel trust, the more you do it, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah, and it, like, I think, like me with making friends, it's not just that I find it hard to trust, but I, I that trust will go very, very quickly. So I think it's a lot to do with being as sensitive as I am and as like tuned into things as I am. I can sometimes think, you know, getting on with somebody and then one thing will happen and boom, I'm just like, no, they're a dick. And that's it, it's game over. And is over. it because they've done something or is it that you... Normally, like, I think if you can think, I'm not going to say them out loud, but there's a few people in my life that I've had in my life and then I'll, I'll say to you, they, f do you know what they fucking did? Hmm. Da -da 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 -da, they've yeah. done this. Yeah. And then you'll go, well, you know, mate. and I go, nah, hmm. nah, that's it now. And then they're, go they're gone. Like, they don't, they, I don't, completely uh, kick them out of my life necessarily, but I, they stopped being a, like a, someone that I would call a friend, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I don't give many chances, and I should really, because I'm a fucking prick myself. So, you are, mate. Like, yeah. I need a lot of chances. Yeah, you're lucky I myself. carried on with you, to be honest. Yeah, I know, mate, yeah. Yeah, but good job you did, eh? Because look at you now. I'm greyer, <laughs> less happy, less time away from my children. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, this isn't just about our friendship, but what do you value deeply about close friendships? Or, yeah, I'm going to say friendships rather than relationships. Friendships, like you've got, you know, a handful. I've got a handful. I've probably got more than a handful, but, you know, what do you value most? Uh, feeling seen. Yeah. So, like, my friends who I think I can just be myself or all of myself. I can be all of myself and know that you'll know or whoever the friend is will know that my intentions are good at heart. And Cause I'm all over the place. Like I can be quite manic, can't I? Like I can be quite chilled out and relaxed sometimes. Or then if I'm in a bit of a manic state, I'll be quite like all over the place and a little bit crazy and say things that make everyone go, oh my God. Like that's what I'm like, but like, 
if somebody sees me and knows me and can just be with me in that place so I don't have to feel like I have to work really hard to be acceptable, yeah. that's what I value, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's rare. It is It is rare because you, there's a, like, outside of your family, you're always kind of performing. You're always having to show up. And if you- yeah, Or inside your family for a lot of people, by the way. Or inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so I'll speak by- well, there's even a role you got to play within your family. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, but when you're with s some people that are really close friends, you can actually just be yourself as much as possible, and they see you. And sometimes, I think sometimes, what I like about our friendship is that if I see something that and I and I think it needs to be said and I, and you need to hear it, I don't feel like oh I don't know I can I don't know if I can say this. Yeah. Yeah, and you, like you could say that, and I might it might upset me at first. Mm. But even if I if it upsets me at first, you'll know I'll come round and I'll know that you've said it yeah. for a reason. Even if I end up disagreeing with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing. Once I'm in that friendship, despite cutting people quickly in the way that I just described, once I am in it and I'm in that zone that like me and you are in, there's nothing that you could say that would offend me. There's nothing you could say that would offend me. Go on, fucking try it. Oh, I'm not going to do it on air, am I? <laughs> no, but they're in. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. There's like, there's nothing you could say that would offend me. I'm going to try and work you out. Fucking push me then. I'm going to try it. I will. I'll do it on air. <laughs> I'll do like a live test. Um, now, the reason I wanted to kind of do friendship and loneliness is because I think, I think we're privileged, right? Like, I, I know we're not unique. Lots of great friendships and people have great friendships. But I think, you know, having people that are close to you, friends and loved ones, it's a real privilege, right? Mm. And it might not seem that way, but actually I, d I did a bit of digging into like loneliness as an epidemic and it's fucking scary, man. Like yeah. in the UK, one in four people are affected by loneliness, mm. right? That is like, that's 25% of the population is affected by loneliness. And loneliness can be anything from extreme chronic loneliness to like no one ever talking to you, to just feeling alone or not having a lot of contact or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I know it's gotta be more than that, right? Surely everybody has goes through periods of Period feeling of it, alone. Of course, right? But for, for I think for some people it's absolutely chronic. According to some reports, right? The impact of loneliness on length of life, on loneliness on kind of shortening life is like smoking 15 fags a day. Is so it? like the Shit. so the lack so the loneliness the lack of community the lack of contact, it 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 deteriorates your health that rapidly that it's like smoking fifteen. Wow. Because your cognitive um, skills go like your body shrinks, your mind shrinks. You wow. feel sad. You're lonely. You're depressed, and we it increases your we, overall. We risk forced of death. that on people for two years. Well, well. It, it, there's there's facts there, yeah. yeah. So it increases your overall risk of death by 26%. The, the Office of National Statistics has found that the total number of people in the UK who say they often or always feel lonely increased from 2.6 million people in 2020 to 3.3 million people in 2022. Relationships were irreparably severed during that period mm. for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, you know, very close to home. A lot of my mum, my mum's an extrovert and... Um, she had all these like co this community around her and then during lockdown it obviously disappeared as it did for a lot of people once people had kind of created the distance 
it's hard to rewire that in yeah. the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, so a lot of that's kind of disappeared. So, so by the way, with them statistics, you can say that loneliness kills, right? That's exactly right. Because did you know that? Um, I'm going to get the percentage wrong, but it's something like uh, uh, smoke it. Only 15%, roughly. It's, it might, it's less than 20%, right? So don't quote me on the 15 percent of people that smoke will die of lung cancer. Right. But we say smoking causes lung cancer, don't we? Yeah. When well, 80, 85 percent of people that smoke won't get lung cancer as a result. Yeah. But we know very clearly, don't smoke, you'll fucking give you lung what's cancer. The, what, 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 I'm not trying to call you out, dig you out, but what's the point you're trying to make? The here? point I'm trying to make is, like, we have to, we should be saying, like, look at what we've done with smoking. I see. Look at right. the effort we've put behind yeah. to fucking stamp yeah. it out. Because we say smoking kills. Categorically, yeah. we say smoking kills. I think I think I think um it's definitely becoming more widely talked about. Even Theresa May put a loneliness minister in place. Yeah, that don't mean shit though, does it? Yeah. But the point is, I think people are recognizing Yeah. It I think it costs something like on average ten thousand pounds per person or something like that just to treat loneliness does it something like that yeah which doesn't oh. sound like a lot but like that's only going to get worse and worse yeah 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 um so so when i go when i think of loneliness i go where do you go immediately who who do you think of in in population <laughs> mainly <laughs> myself yeah all right stop being a nice narc and tell us i was uh, older people yeah like when i think about it i think about older people like you know abandoned by families, friends, circles. And so they, I just, that's where I go. But I'm more curious about what you think the impact of loneliness on younger people is. So, you know, teens going through loneliness. So you, like the thing about loneliness is it, you can still be around people and be extremely lonely. Yeah. Right. So what do you think is the impact of loneliness on younger people? Yeah. Well, look, when you ask me the question, where does your head go to? Because you've already sent me the shit yeah, to look yeah, at. Yeah. Like I, like I think people naturally go to older people, but you'd already raised the question to me. So I go like young people. I think a lot of like being young in Western civilization or in Britain, at least yeah. is fucking lonely, mate. Yeah. Unless you're really academic and you've grown up in a good family. Is that the only criteria for being so you're saying everyone else is lonely if you're young every other ch every for every other child there's a very good chance you're going to have quite a lonely experience say more well because um school system is set up for people that are academic that can sit still for eight hours a day do a test and do well in it right okay. so you won't feel that lonely at school because you get lots of plaudits you'll be prefect and all that kind of stuff by the way side point of that just because you are those things it doesn't mean that you won't be lonely right in fact okay. i meet i meet a lot of kids that are in those situations that are still yeah. Lonely, yeah, because you have to couple that with um, just it, it has to be naturally academic and a good, loving, s supportive family, ideally two parents around you. Yeah. Um, and you fit into the school system really well. If you don't, when, every day when you go to school, you're just fucking you're a problem because you don't fit into the system. So that's quite lonely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then if you don't have a couple of, at least really probably five emotionally available adults that you can go to. So you can go to your mum when you're worried about something going on with your dad and you can go to your dad when you're worried about your mum and then you can go to your auntie when you're worried about your mum and your dad, right? So, so for me, just to be clear about what I think loneliness is, loneliness is driven mostly by my ability to be able to share what's going on internally with you, with people. 
Yeah. So a good way to be able to do that is have people around you, right? One is enough for a child. One emotionally available adult, look at the studies on that, by the way, of the impact of a one emotionally available adult on children that have experienced trauma is massive, right? Um, but but so one emotionally available adult that can be there consistently emotionally available is enough. Yeah. All right? The times I feel most lonely in my life is when I'm going through something I don't believe that I can share with anybody else. Yeah. Doesn't matter if I've got a thousand people around me, if yeah. I can't talk about what's going on internally, my yeah. struggles, then I'm alone. I'm alone with that problem. I can't share it. I'm dealing with it in secret. I'm dealing with it completely alone with nobody to turn to. I think in our society where there's no emotionally available adults outside of the home for children, because we don't create them, um, and then you go into the home and realize that most parents, as a parent myself, and we've already fucking checked in earlier about, talks about how unemotionally available we are. It's a fucking lonely place to be, to be yeah. a kid. So there's, I think there's layers of loneliness, right? That's a layer of loneliness. Actual lack of physical, emotional, community connection is another layer of loneliness, right? So even for younger people, you've got the ones that, kind of have their social circles and have their moments and then there are loads and loads that don't. And then you've got, once they go home, loneliness is created by social media as well, right? Like mm. you're either in or you're not, you're either in the WhatsApp groups or you're not, you know if you're not, you know, so that creates sort of loneliness or you're looking at how others are projecting and you're not, and you're feeling, oh, well, I'm not part of that. So you feel lonely there. So I, I think also this, you know, the two years, the two, three years that we, that we often talk about here, um, really exacerbated that situation. And like, I think there's gonna be a massive, massive knock-on effect, a negative ripple effect as a result of that loneliness and that lonely period. Um, and it's that inability to connect though, right? Yeah. You know, you talk about social media, uh, it gives you a false idea in many ways that, that you're connected with people. Yeah. But the inability to be able to have anyone else see you in your entirety, in your experience, is lonely and will kill you. Like when I was a kid, yeah, I, I felt like I was very good at connecting with other people. I felt like I was very good at getting you to connect with me, but I felt like life went on, like I was stood behind a screen, like a perspex screen. I was in a perspex box and I had all these people around me that would like say hello and like connect with me in that way. But I never, I never connected with anybody. And that was because I, I, I realized I felt flawed. I felt shameful. Uh, and so rather than opening myself to people to connect, I worked out who they wanted me to be. And I just became that. It was just that. Yeah. yeah. So then, so they got this incredible friendship because I was everything they needed me to be. And I was always alone because it was, the, the friendship was built at the expense of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think like, when we talk about the other layer of it being uh, people around you, it's all one and the same thing. Having the people around you is, you need that. You absolutely need that to be able to share yourself with somebody. Yeah. But then the key component, once you've got the people around you, is how much of yourself can you share with somebody? Yeah. And for most people, everybody experiences shame. Shame, when I say shame, is the deep-rooted idea that there's something wrong with me. Now, people can experience shame to a small degree. Everybody does. Everybody listening to this experiences shame. It might be a like a thought, a feeling, or even a behavior that they do think, feel, or behave in that way, and they, they hope nobody ever sees it, because if they do, they'll hate them in the way that they hate themselves for doing it. 
even if it's just a thought, yeah? I think a lot of people have huge parts of their internal world yeah. that they can't share with yeah. people. Um, and that's lonely. I want to just finish on something, and we haven't got a lot of time, right? So I'm going to just po point you. Uh, point Are you the question telling me to I've you? got to give a quick fucking answer? Is that what you're yeah, me? giving meandering a bit. <laughs> Opining about life. Good um, word. I know. Thanks. Um, it's not going away, right? Loneliness, it's getting worse, right? But uh, we talk very big level a lot on this podcast. But um, what what can we do to address it at a micro level? So if you're f like, because I feel like you can, all, you can make loneliness about other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's all happening out there. But what can you do if you're feeling lonely? Like, what can you do first for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, any thoughts on that? Risk. Go on. Risk being seen in every single part of who you are. Risk the rejection that you fear. Risk the abandonment that you fear that keeps you hidden. Um, and risk sharing yourself with someone. Because what you'll probably find is that when you do, the things that you think keep you alone in the world will connect you to more people than you can ever imagine. Amazing. There's a quick answer for you. Really quick. It just, it makes me think like, you know when you've like not contacted someone for a long time and then you start building up the stories, you go, oh, I wish I'd, yeah. I wish I, sh I should have, oh, it's too late now. How'd you just do it? Yeah. And if it falls, yeah, like you said, if it, if it, if it falls, flat on its fit face, then at least you know. Yeah. And it comes full circle, and this is probably maybe a good sort of way to sort of close, but we started with the check-in, yeah? And then we talk about why we think the check-in is important. Because when you share your shit, I feel seen. Mm. I feel most seen when somebody else risks exposing who they truly are. Because when they do, I learn about myself. And then I think, well, let me show you a bit of me then, because you show me a bit of you. And that's why, you know, when we talk about sharing and talking and being witnessed and all that stuff, that's why it's so important. Because because loneliness, much like shame, right, it doesn't it doesn't survive when when you risk sharing who you truly are. And it is risk, isn't it? It is risk. Yeah. Very good. Mate, this has been a fucking banging episode. I've really done really good. well. You did very well. <laughs> well done. Praise no, you, you always bring better topics than me, mate. I know, because I'm... Yeah. I'm a king. Yeah, yeah, fair play, mate. Thanks. See you next time. See you next time for the shit episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai. <laughs>